0: Let's work. Okay. Okay. Yo, it's go time, shout time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo. Ready, set, go. We breathe the thunder. Boom, boom, breathe the thunder. Yeah. It's my time, yo time, step into the spotlight Get yeah, yo. let yourself go High time, high time, gotta go big time This is it, yo, never take no fight time, grind time, take it to the street time Turn the roof off, get loco Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time No regrets now, let it all go We free the thunder!
1: well good evening and welcome to the psychic coffee shop with me to i'm techie joe and with me tonight and fresh off his most recent facelift um and is the former chauffeur for betty white's great 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 grandmother ace and knight very cute
2: <laughs> very cute hi Aww. shannon hi ashley Hi Shannon. Hi, Ashley. Oh fuck.
3: <laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs> oh. Believe me. Well, let, let's start with a warning for tonight's show. Is um if if something bad was gonna happen, it was the best worst time for it. Um so He's stoned, <laughs> basically, is where we're at this evening. Um, he he, got, <laughs> he tried to go to bed without television last night, and um, he's had this wonderful rule for the last while now was that he wasn't taking a sleeping pill if he could avoid it. And last night, he could not avoid it. And he had his first sleeping pill in like a month. And he has been... Fun today. Yes, because we used to have periods
2: where Asin was just stupid. Okay? We call it Asin Brain Dead. And we thought it was Asin's sugar. Well, it's not Asin's sugar. It's his sleeping pill. And after being off of it a month and just not taking it, if I didn't need to, you know, let's reduce the medications in Asin's system and boost his performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great universal april fool's joke i have been fucking out of stoned all on my mind guys today literally i got three things done my tank is on empty and i'm like downing triple mocha expressos.
1: Mm-hmm. basically the plan for the rest of this evening until he's doing better is to uh uh hand him a uh, uh one of those uh you know, dumb blonde cards, you know, where it says C-reverse, and then the other side says C-reverse. Yeah. That should keep an entertained until this is over.
2: Well, actually, the plan is do the show and take my happy ass Dr. bed and sleep this shit off.
1: <laughs> Alright, they caught on. Hold on. Yes, they caught on.
2: <laughs> yes, guys, we were, we're having some fun with April Fool's. Yes, Yes, and Joe's getting some practice on tarot readings tonight.
1: What? No, we were going to let you do them. We figured that would be even worse than me doing them right now. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, it is inherent and it might not be filters.
2: <laughs> um, But no, so it's been a wild day. We did get the um, Under the Table and Dreaming out. It is in your Patreon boxes. Um, and we got the outer circle out to the mailing list and social media. We haven't gotten the parts to go to Kenya. That'll have to have, have to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a lovely new moon chat. And shots from that will be up later.
1: Yeah. Or at least that's what he thinks he has done. Otherwise, you may just have random selections from his porn folder. No, because I don't have a porn (laughs) folder. Back in 2023, if I need a porn folder, that's bad. I'll just go download fresh stuff. I'm sorry, it's what year? 2022. There you go. It's that one. Try that one. Yeah. (laughs) Stick with that one. Oh, my God. Oh, heaven help him. He's struggling, guys. He's struggling.
2: It's all right. What's our lead story tonight?
1: Oh, what's our lead story? Oh, my God. Oh, so is Downton Abbey a gateway to hell? Possibly. I mean, PBS normally
2: shows different gateways.
1: Fair. 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 Oh so yeah. Um so Downton Mills, an old industrial site used as sets for the popular English series and spinoff movies, mysteriously erupted into hellish flames and burned to the ground despite five hundred and forty-three functioning sprinklers just weeks after two hundred thousand dollars worth of relics used as props vanished. No one's officially blaming evil spirits, but Lady Fiona uh, Caravan, the real-life countess who reigns over Highclere Castle, insists the place TV fans know as Downton Abbey is haunted. Lady Fiona claims folks visiting her ancestral home keep hearing footsteps, but when we've called out, nobody's there. A priest blessed one ghost I saw and wished him on his way. I live with people who've lived here before. Vienna, who works as a financial auditor, also reveals, Our Labradors are very sensitive to the spirits. I saw one particular ghost, a footman, while I was with my young son. The older dog was on the other side of very heavy doors, and he went ballistic, barking crazily. He was as concerned and worried as I was. There was a footman here during the Victorian period who committed suicide not far from where I'd seen him. He'd been having an affair with a nursemaid who became pregnant. Sadly, their baby died, and he killed himself. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think I'll go with it. it, it it's a cursed building. It's a, it's, it probably
2: yeah. is. <laughs> no, it's not actually from The Onion. I decided to go with the trusty true... Um, National Enquirer as possible. And that would be the Enquirer. Yes, the National Enquirer.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, what's your opinion? Well, is that, you know, um, any other inquirer, since it's not from the Enquirer region of France, is just, you know, um, spicy onions.
2: No, I understand that, but what's your opinion on uh, (laughs) Downton Abbey being a gateway to hell?
1: No, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just, unfortunately, a very old property with a lot of history and probably a lot of weird sounds, odd noises, and crazy things associated with it.
2: Nah, I'll give it that. I also think that, yeah, it's probably haunted. Do I think it's the gateway to help? No. Do I think that they pissed off a few witches over the centuries and got cursed? Right. Fair. Furthermore, if you want to be- bless the place, you really don't want to call it a Catholic priest or an England priest. You're going to need to call up a druid. I understand you have a registry for one. You at least have one witch in Great Britain that you could be calling, because she has actually been the first witch to be able to take a tax exemption for her spell work. Call her up. I'm sure she'll come down and make the castle all happy and nice after you rebuild it since it bursts into flames. My question is, is who did you turn away?
1: True. Yep.
2: True.
1: True. Uh, Either that or, you know, some really old electrical just finally had it. Yeah, true. I mean, $200,000 in renovations really isn't all that or, uh, sorry, no, it wasn't 200000 renovations never mind i do you ever read a story but then your brain does a thing where it's trying to predict the next words but then they're not the words you think you're going to read next so yeah yeah all right so what would you like to take on next oh well let's go with slightly boring news netflix is cracking down on password sharing and here's what you need to know Um, So Netflix faced immediate backlash earlier this month after announcing that it was to begin making some subscribers pay an additional fee for sharing their account with users outside their household. Some users, especially younger ones, are left wondering how the change will affect their own bottom line. On the business front, I understand Netflix's move, but as a user, I find it frustrating, says Val Mensah. A 33-year-old Netflix user in New Jersey, the outcry on Twitter was similar, with some saying they wouldn't use Netflix at all without being able to share an account. Netflix has turned to price increases to raise more money amid reports of slowed subscriber growth. Lost revenue from password sharing has affected the company's ability to, quote, invest in great new TV and films, it said but it could risk alienating a large chunk of its 200 million plus paid subscriber base if it starts strictly enforcing anti-sharing policies netflix is the most popular in the united states with younger consumers who support password sharing much more than older generations a 2021 survey conducted by a tech research site Comparatech found that millennial and gen z users are around twice as likely as gen x and baby boomers to both share their streaming passwords with non-paying friends and family and accept free access to others' accounts themselves. Oh, so fuck. The only reason for polyamory is dying. Um <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Sorry, we've joked about this in the past. That like what like if you ever needed more of a reason to 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 get behind polyamory, just look at the economy like Mm -hmm. polyamorous like polyamory like your 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 whole like dating goal is to find someone with online accounts you don't already have
2: okay that's a cute joke but you know i'm gonna be honest if it goes to 25 dollars a month it's getting canceled oh yeah i mean because we're getting youtube and youtube music for
1: 28 yeah 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 well actually with our at&t we have uh hbo plus yeah, ex- hbo max oh hbo max sorry <laughs> yeah
2: we have XBO max we have youtube premium we have hulu and currently netflix and prime one of those is going within the next two months and it'll be whichever one gets the least usage in this house
1: Well, of course, I'm also sitting here thinking for 25 bucks, that's basically enough money for one of us to go to a movie theater and get a small um, soda and an even smaller popcorn. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it is worth it. Like, honestly, I think AMC is keeping them in business. Just let's be
2: honest. Honestly, I think that we haven't, like, I don't catch you you very rarely watch Netflix. I don't find anything on there.
1: Well, that's a problem I've been having for a while is like, I, with so many services, uh, popping up and pulling their content over to their own streaming service, Mm -hmm. like poor fucking Netflix Mm -hmm. and hulu as well are Mm -hmm. both really struggling outside of their own content like netflix especially with their uh personally produced content um to actually fill up a a, a lineup yeah and especially 25 bucks yeah because now it's more like uh, okay well what fucking production companies are are left right that haven't pulled their content over and said, now we're we'll make our own money, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm, screw that. All right.
2: And you know, Ashley brings up that it's not included into T Mobile.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Unfortunately, in West Virginia, T-Mobile is about as useless as a tin can on a string.
1: Um, no, the tin can on a string is far more useful. True. Like, T-Mobile, the fact that there's a T-Mobile store in West Virginia at all is mm-hmm. kind of like the sickest joke ever. Right. Like, <laughs> it gives you the illusion mm-hmm. that we have T-Mobile service. Yeah. Um We do not. <laughs> well, and
2: they think that they've got the Sprint Towers coming over, and I'm quite sure they bought that just to kill Sprint.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, either that or they are trying to improve. But then again, Sprint in West Virginia has also been a joke. Right. Is It's like just take every major highway and run like a highlighter over it. And mm-hmm. that is your service area. Right. That's it. That's all you get. Mm-hmm. If you are not, you know, immediately – and I mean immediately adjacent to a highway, you most likely do not have service. Right. Like it, it's it's a joke. Like sprint it service is. and T-Mobile service both have always been a joke. Um, like I <laughs> it cracked me up way back when I when I had sprint service, mm-hmm. um, I, I literally, you know, came home to West Virginia and as long as I stayed on the interstate, mm-hmm. Or within like a couple of blocks of the interstate. Right. I have service. You move away from that by much more, mm-hmm. you you're no, you have no service. You're roaming, yeah. you're bouncing off of whatever tower you can find. hmm And if there is a tower anywhere. Right. Um, like it would Oh, You know, was- Ashley remembers when Sprint gave
2: away a free year of service. And, of course, she had to take advantage. I mean, any possible person <laughs> would. But, no, it was crappy. It's still oh, crappy. Yeah. So, it was shit buying shit
1: that makes a shittier network. Oh, yeah. Well, and I do have to point out, I, I'm with Ashley. Like, Sprint was notoriously bad for dropping customers. For mm-hmm. a- right. Like, that was part of Sprint's whole deal is... Sprint wanted all their customers to only ever use Sprint Towers. Mm -hmm. You could roam, but it was one of those things of you talk about a carrier that really cares where the fuck you live. Mm -hmm. Sprint really cared where you live Mm -hmm. because if, and where you work and where you go to church and where you go to school and like, they want to make sure that you are using the least. Right amount of roaming uh yeah i went through that um this is my summer in west virginia after getting sprint service it was a fight right because i got my service in greensboro came back mm-hmm. to west virginia and so like and i literally got it on the way out of town right um to come home for the summer right and oh my god sprint like almost had a meltdown right because like my first like three months of service were all roaming, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Uh, no, <laughs> that's not mm-mm, no."
2: Well, I'm with AT. We're with AT and T. We finally got a contract system. I hate their pricing. Like their pricing is outrageous, but they're at least functional. I don't have half the problems I normally have.
1: Yeah. We are paying a little bit of a premium, yeah. Well, and I don't know how much we can say we hate their prices because you do have to stop and back up their pricing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like we do have three phones on uh, payment arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, two of those phones because they're worth it. Um, have insurance plans, and um, then all three have next up. Right so you know you start adding all the extras we have um that's where it comes in all right if we had um you know if we had bought our phones outright Mm -hmm. um didn't have insurance on them etc we'd be looking at like 175 to 200 a month right or four lines right um so
2: and you know, we have next up. We have the ability to add a line if it gets to the point I have to go back to carrying two phones or mm-hmm. phone and tablet. We have a lot of flexibility with the, with them, and mm-hmm. you know, they're always coming out with new plans, and we can always switch plans. Like we're not stuck in our plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the best part to me is the plan that I'm on mm-hmm. um, gives me a lot more than we were getting. Right. Um. In terms of both data and the uh, ability to hotspot. Right. Like, those are two things that I'm going, mm, but for 50 bucks a month, if you just zero in on that, well worth it. Right. Well worth it. Right. Um, and, you know, Ashley's got the
2: Apple Watch and the three phones. I can mm-hmm. easily go switch to and get an Apple Watch and an Apple phone if you know apple's new apple comes out with the the glutometer that i want with it yeah. i'm game oh yeah
1: oh but yeah so it does it takes a while to pay down the pretties mm-hmm. um and you know thankfully for one of hers is an apple watch so i'm hopeful mm-hmm. <laughs> i like i don't know kid like i have a question there ashley Is the iWatch culture the same as, like, the other iDevice culture? And it's, like, the minute a new, like, the minute Apple shits something new out, does it just start to, like, that's it? Like, everything that came before it is now dead or dying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, of course, I'll be upgrading this fall. Never mind. (laughs) Yup. Oh, well, that was a good theory. Right. Um <laughs> Okay, okay. So you'll be upgrading your phone this fall. All right, uh-huh. got it. Um that's what I was asking, was I wasn't sure where like the the Apple Watch would be at. Right. Like if it was part of the whole iCycling that mm-hmm. like the minute the next one comes out, everyone's like, Duh, this is garbage. Right. Um and here's the new one. Oh, wow. So, she had her Apple Watch Series 1 from 2017 until last winter. So, yeah. That's a few yeah. years. Like, that's a pay off your device. Have many, many months of, right. like, happy... hmm Yeah. Oh, no. Then I lost my replacement three months ago and just replaced it, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Oh, that sucks.
2: Yep. But, oh, no. God. Netflix is going to lose a lot of people and we will probably be one
1: of them. I don't know that Netflix is gonna really well, and I don't know that Netflix is really gonna end up losing a lot of people exactly mm-hmm. like because most of what they'll be doing is you know forcing people to chuck yeah. you
3: know
1: the dead weight off their accounts mm-hmm. um I, I'm sure a lot of x's will be getting in in touch with x's to talk about you know the fact that they changed their password Mm -hmm. um, and why um but i think most of what they're going to end up seeing is effectively a reduction in the use of their services Mm -hmm. um i don't know that they're going to necessarily see a subscriber increase right Like, it it will probably be marginal. Right. Because most of what they're having a problem with is people sharing accounts. Right. Um, Now, there's... The whole thing with Netflix, though, is that there was that time period in which they had been very open to the idea of what a household was. So if you were, you know, mom, uh, dad, two kids with... Like, you know, another kid or two in college, mm-hmm. you could all co share that. That wasn't a big problem. Right. um You know, but I think a lot of those kids mm-hmm. just kept using mom and dad's account. And so right. now, like, you know, mom and dad are in California. Kid one is in Wyoming. Kid two is, you know, in, Tallahassee. in Texas and yeah. has children. And, you know, they're also using mom and dad's account and then one's, yeah. And it's like, okay, that wasn't what Netflix meant. Right. Um, like, they were trying to be nice towards, you know, people who were in the original situation of, like, well, I have a kid in college. Right. You know, a mother-in-law. Or, yeah. I You know, like, they're not your biggest user or, right. you know, in, like, terms of your mother-in-law. Or it's one of those situations like poor broke college student, all right? Cut them some slack. Let them, Mm -hmm. you know, use my account. Exactly. Hmm. All right, let's talk about
2: one of my favorite restaurants now being an ass.
1: Oh, one of your favorite restaurants is now an ass? Oh, no. So, yeah, why a leaked memo scandal is leading to an Applebee's boycott. Mm -hmm. Um, The cost of Uh, Fuel and food have strong ties. In 2021, supply chain issues caused the price of gas and foodstuffs to skyrocket, and many families felt this economic crunch, per NBC News. Rising gas costs have also affected the price of food in other countries. According to CP24, mounting diesel costs in Canada have influenced food prices, potentially by up to 35%. This inflation spells disasters for many, but one particular company has seemingly celebrated the skyrocketing cost of oil Mm -hmm. and we're not talking cooking oil we're talking crude oil right so Forbes reports that Wayne uh Pankratz an executive director of operations at Applebee's recently sent out an email to a number of high-ranking colleagues in the company that enthusiastically spelled out how rising inflation, higher gas prices, and the end of bolstered unemployment benefits gives the Midwestern division of the company leverage when dealing with the restaurant chain's employees. Uh, Pencrats linked these factors to justify lower wages for the company's staff. Stimulus money is no more. Supplemental unemployment is no more, Pencratz wrote in the email, per Fortune. This benefits us as prices rise. People who were relying on unemployment money simply will have less money to spend. It will force people back into the workforce. If these sentiments didn't appear insidious enough, the memo only gets worse and has sparked a massive pushback against Applebee's. right um anyone who might give Pankratz the benefit of the doubt should have no sympathy after examining the email in full quote most of our employee base and potential employee uh base live paycheck to paycheck Pinkratz wrote according to Forbes any increase in gas prices cuts into their disposable income as inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. He went on to explain how economic conditions have also allowed Applebee's to outlast mom-and-pop competitor restaurants and how the chain can take advantage of the workforce displays as a result of government-assistant measures ending. Yeah. Yeah. So hashtag boycott Applebee's has started trending.
3: All right.
2: Yeah, I'm liking some of these tweets.
1: Mmm. I can only imagine. <laughs> I like you know, I the sad part is I think he literally got caught putting to words. Right. What a lot of business owners and, and large business management mm-hmm. already thinks, feels, and believes. Right. He just had the audacity. Right. To spell it out. Right. Is that, you know, hey, the more we fuck people with, you know, lower uh, uh, wages, mm-hmm. the more we can fuck people with lower wages. Right it's it's a downward spiral that's it, all it, it yeah. is. that's you know um and yes companies do take advantage of that right well and you know the company has
2: fired him for the email but have they changed their employment practices especially after using losing managers and employees
1: I mean, people just looked at this and went, mm, "Nah, I'm out of here." Yeah. I, well, I I think Applebee's is probably losing big on this one because mm-hmm. this is one of those situations where th- this is a pretty bad to have it said so simply, right? Um, it, because it's you know it, it's what they've done, it's what they're doing, it's what th- they will continue to do. Right. It's what a lot of most companies um, are doing. Like, every time you you hear this, nobody wants to work, this is what they mean. Right. Like, nobody wants to work anymore. No, nobody wants to work for you. Yeah, especially since he owns
2: 50 locations.
1: Yeah. In the Midwest. Yeah. So, no, I I (laughs) I don't think this is going to work out well for Apple. Right. I think they're probably going to end up having to go through a PR nightmare, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually have to try to like pull their shit together and actually at least temporarily act like a decent employer.
2: Well, yeah, um, not only that, but they're going to have to pay high.
1: Yeah, like if well, that's totally what I trapped, mean. They
2: want well, to repay high.
1: Well, but here's the thing: is I don't even think they're like it's not even going to really be about paying high. Mm-hmm. the The whole reality and what I mean by act like a decent employer is pay a livable wage mm-hmm. and quit acting like you know dicks. Right. But I think we're also you know the fact I I and I I seriously think pre pandemic this shit had come out right. I don't think anyone would have batted an eye and they right. would have been like, yeah. But, you know, on this side of the pandemic, I, yeah. Right. No, people aren't taking this crap anymore. Right. Like, we're done. I think it's a pretty much universal theory at this point is we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done with shitty wages and shitty jobs and even shittier benefits and Fucking asshole managers who are literally here to fuck you over over and over and over right like we're done right. like this isn't a sustainable way for people to work and live
2: right and he's celebrating you know um we all saw business hiring team members at 18 to 20 dollars an hour they will no longer be able to afford this trucks is the backbones of america and fuel costs rising so the costs so it will change the cost of shipping those costs cannot pass on to customers in menu items the only area they can cut is sustainable labor
3: mm-hmm.
2: now the only way you can handle this is actually run your business right
1: Hmm. yeah All Right. I mean, the the hard and true reality here mm-hmm. is that yes, we're going to probably see prices, you know, creep up, right? And there's already businesses that are taking advantage of this. Mm-hmm. That, despite the fact it hasn't really harmed them at all, mm-hmm. or they're not even participating in offering higher wages yet. Right, um, are going ahead mm-hmm. and increasing prices and blaming it on increased labor costs that right. don't exist. Right, like, <laughs> um, like this has been a, a larger part of the problem is trying to keep their labor low mm-hmm. while they you know make their uh, profitability high right and it's like how much profit do you need though right like fundamentally end of the day Mm -hmm. how much profit do you need right I mean like if you already have a profitable business right where does it stop right like this is a large part of what we've seen with Mm -hmm. companies is what's a, a reasonable sustainable profit for your for your business right and then what the hell are you doing right because you know now it's wealth for sport right like you're doing you're, you're gaining wealth right by intentionally seeing how much human suffering you can inflict right um you know to to ensure that the people working for you are making as absolute little as possible Mhm. You know, that that you you just don't care. Right. As long as, you know, you're raking in millions and billions. Right. And it's like, "No, no. I'm perfectly happy to work for someone and help them make money that is shared throughout a company's space." Right. Um, I don't like buying people yachts. Exactly. No one likes buying someone else a yacht. Right like, not how that works. Right. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize the value of their employment, and what they are contributing towards the company and how much money is coming in because of them. Right. So yeah, I say this ends pretty ugly for Applebee's, but I think it also sends a message to other companies that if you're going to act like a completely amoral corporation, um, maybe you should keep your fucking mouth shut. Well, not only that, but when we're looking at business,
2: there should be a thirty-five percent profit gain in all business. There, and that means after you've done everything, paid bonuses, paid everything else. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you are running a business and you can't get twenty percent profit gain and take care of your employees, and you need to be out of
1: business, you're not running it right. Hmm. Well, and moreover, no one owes you it. Like, here's the thing: no one owes you a business, right? Like, and this is where I think a lot of people get confused uh-huh. who are in business is if the only way you can be profitable. Mm-hmm. Is by screwing over your workforce and, and literally going federal minimum wage on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if that's the only way you can be profitable, mm-hmm. um, you don't have a business, sweetheart. Right. You, like you don't have a profitable business model, right? No, you it's not actually
2: making the business successful. Because here's the facts. When people are paid more, they work more. They perceive more value in their work. They mm-hmm. also perceive and don't look for another job somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. If you want a long-term sustainable workforce, pay damn good money. Pay it good. Pay it often. Yeah. Make That's it easy to work safe. for you. Don't pay it late. Well, and make it easy to work for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. and uh, Like, and keep in mind, like we're all humans. Mm-hmm. We we've all had shitty coworkers, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, and here's another one, just from the Joe Farrington playbook for business. Don't be afraid to fire people. Like, I and I don't mean like this nitpicky four cause bullshit. Like, fucking pay the unemployment. All right just pay it
2: it'll be better value
1: and this is a playbook from
2: my playbook is Mm -hmm. you know if you're running a business run it right yeah we both run businesses i run multiple businesses he has his business we run them right we run them fair we run you know i when we i ran restaurants we ran them great did we pay minimum wage yeah but our workers got set schedules they were in all the time You know it was the environment granted we paid a little bit more than what the average people did guess what my waitresses never missed yeah they were making at that time a dollar 75 an hour minimum wage was three something an hour but you know what they walk off that floor with two to three hundred dollars in their pocket every day they were making more than i was and i was a manager in the restaurant why because they did their jobs they enjoyed their jobs they felt valued but they knew if they were if their schedule was monday through friday Day shift, they walked in that door at six o'clock Monday. They left out at 3 30.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They had a set schedule, they had the weekends off. Other teams came in, they had different days off, but it was a set
1: schedule. We had yeah. some of the best waitresses, yeah, yeah. But like, here's my other thing though is pay the unemployment, uh, yeah, but more importantly. Don't be afraid to fire people because what you're often doing in trying to find the four cause is keeping some asshole there that is literally dragging you down. Right. And destroying your team. Like, you know, it's not worth it. I've worked for companies that would not fire someone unless they could find cause.
2: Right. And say
1: so the I other send... side of this is
2: fire the employer. If you are not happy with your oh. job, go find you a new one and fire them.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's probably a whole part of a whole other take, which is stop playing psychological games. Mm-hmm. Like, can I would love to find the person who mm-hmm. advised businesses? I'll be right back on how to psychologically manipulate employees to, quote unquote, get their best work. I like, I would really like to find that person just so I could slap them. Because do you know what you have done to the modern workplace with the proliferation of this idea of psychologically terrorizing, because it's what it does, psychologically terrorizing employees um, by finding and exploiting their weaknesses, just like Applebee's was caught doing here, Um, but also the things that employers do like making sure that you don't get performance uh, or proper performance reviews um, to try to incentivize you to work harder, Um, not because your performance isn't good. Your performance can be stellar. But if they tell you that their fear is that that's where you set your buoy. And you're not ever going to do better than that. Um, no you're just causing people stress and anxiety they don't need or deserve right well
2: and the other (laughs) thing here and this is the thing that i say Mm -hmm. and i deal with this in business all the time i will fire a supplier yeah they start treating me like trash they start giving me problems out the door they go guess what some of the suppliers i fired are now owned by the companies i stuck with
3: Mm
1: -hmm. and i have seen it like I do know in a previous company experience, we honestly were stuck with a vendor that got worse. Mm -hmm. Like in the five years I was there continuously got worse Mm -hmm. and they were our primary database vendor. Right. Like this is the company that creates the software in which the entire business is centered around Mm -hmm. and it's replacements are few <laughs> mm-hmm. and only perhaps marginally better. And the cost to change mm-hmm. was so damn high. Mm-hmm. But I kept sitting there looking at that system going, how Right? does this exist? Like, it's, right. I understand it's a niche industry. Mm-hmm. I understand that there's a limited amount that, that you know uh, of co- competition in this niche, right. and that you can only you know spend so much before you have to see some massive improvements. Right, and that literally it may be that if we jump ship and go to another provider, mm-hmm. it's not going to really get better. We're just going to have new problems. Right. And
2: that happens. That's why you evaluate vendors. It's like I'm evaluating a social media vendor right now. If oh, they yeah. suck. Nope. I, once my little free trial is over, I'm out of there. And we mm-hmm. will go back to the one that we employ. But don't be afraid to switch vendors. Don't be afraid to switch employers, especially right now. Yeah, oh, well, I'd be looking for higher pay all over the board.
1: Yeah. matter. And and moreover i wouldn't be as worried about just quitting right you know what i mean like i think this is uh, one of the key moments in history in which if you're sick and tired of this this crappy employer you're with mm-hmm. i can't promise you that you're going to go out and find a, a better new employer
3: mm-hmm.
1: i i can have that hope for you mm-hmm. i you know, but I can just about guarantee you will quickly find another employer. Right. And you have to look
2: at benefits. Right now, a major benefit for me is I have the freedom of movement.
1: hmm Oh, did we see the Amazon union? Um, yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. That'll go bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm starting to expect that we're going to see a lot of unionization in employment.
2: Right, which was I, I all the same 20s before.
1: 100 years ago is when
2: the union movement started. We're going to mm-hmm. see a lot more unionization, a lot more of academies and academy guilds.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and then comes the question, do we seem to see the same drop-off starting in the uh, like 2070s? And once you get to uh, like you know 2100, mm-hmm. we have to start this back up again. Well, it depends
2: if they learn their lessons or not. I mean, the other reason to have a union or a guild is to provide benefits. Like SAG provides benefits. So if there was a psychic SAG, I'd join it in heartbeat just for the retirement. Yes, I'd have to pay dues, but I'd get retirement. I'd get health insurance. I get vision insurance. I get all these other benefits.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but there's also just the, the power of being able to collectively bargain. hmm with a corporation who its sole theory is trying to get the most out of you Mm -hmm. the human resource as is possible for the least amount of cost right using whatever Mm -hmm. tactic necessary right you know what I mean like that's where we've all ended up like this is where you know union busting Mm-hmm. This is where you know the the whole of uh, like death of unionization mm-hmm. has taken us. Right. Like, if you back up th- those people in the nineteen twenties. Right. Like, let's take miners for example. were are right. in absolutely shit, horrible conditions. Right. And abbreviating a fair bit, unionization comes in. Hmm. The union collectively bargains for a shit ton of things that create a fair and equitable workplace, especially considering it was a fucking coal mine that was making money hand over fist at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And what these workers predominantly left with at the end of their careers was the best possible retirement situation imaginable right um you know that that had a perpetuity concept to it Mm -hmm. that didn't just you know like well here's your 401k and you know (laughs) good luck you know you'll be here till you're 75 and then you know you'll probably drop dead before that or if you live to 75 right well you know (laughs) hope you can spend the money real quick because you'll be dead right Like that's where we are now. Like seriously, generationally, I've already been told I'm supposed to work till I'm seventy-four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I like I what? Right. How in the hell? And this was all predicated on the idea. Even mm-hmm. then, like they were looking at us turning eighteen and telling us you were going to work until you're seventy-four. And right. <laughs> we went what? and built around the idea that we were going to have like we were going to be non-union employees right that we were not going to be able to save enough for retirement retirement costs were going to skyrocket and legitimately we would not be able to retire until we were 74. there was no way meanwhile You know, our our life expectancies have not gone up so tremendously right? um, that, quite frankly, we were told, you're going to work till you're dead. Mm -hmm. We are going to work you for minimum wage, minimum hours, minimum benefits till you're dead. Mm -hmm. And then your children may inherit the balance of your 401k.
3: Right
2: and answer ashley's question now um i don't have enough film time to join sag um Mm -hmm. and there is currently no union or guild that provides benefit like psych does for psychics right yeah so i'm not part of sag if we do get to be monetizing viewing hours we can technically join
1: sag well, that's on the well, that's on like the YouTube side of it, right? Um, so, for but, the side. I don't know. Maybe it's time for
2: a psychics union, honey. I think this is very much time for a psychics union. Why don't you take that up? Where do you want me to fit that in? Between nap and gym, or after gym? After gym. Okay. Well, that means you'll have to cook dinner for the next twenty years.
1: Okay. <sighs> that's a lot of freaking macaroni and cheese. Hey, the the horrible things I I will do mm-hmm. for the people, mm-hmm. um, even the resistance. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: sorry. Um, but it's very um interesting. Some of the things. Granted, I have negotiated union contracts before. Um i have you know been on the bargaining side of the table i have gladly looked at a nursing administrator half drunk on vodka because that the union used to give me vodka for negotiations because they knew the more i drank the bitchier i got gotten looked at her and says i will pull every fucking nurse off your floor and you'll be changing diapers by 10 30.
1: so let's try something
2: else so let's try to talk that one over again i think you deserve a 25 cent raise
1: yeah. yeah well and the fact that you know and, and granted you know it's 25 cents per hour right and that doesn't sound like a lot mm-hmm. um but it does add quickly you know if you're talking about a business that has ten thousand hours uh, of you know employment a year mm-hmm. as in they have that many employees that you know with the average being somewhere around 1024 hours or 1040 mm-hmm. somewhere in there um you know that 25 cents at can add quickly Mm -hmm. um but even still it's what is your profitability look at what you're charging for this service you cannot possibly sit here and tell me
2: yeah that total raise cost the company $336 Mm -hmm. but it was improper in in financially stable for the company yeah that's what she told me i said angie booker i will take every nurse off this floor and you can change diapers at 10 o'clock
1: i mean again 25 cents does add quickly
2: right and you know a lot of our viewers especially our baristas have not seen me in the boardroom i'm a different person in the boardroom Mm
1: -hmm.
2: than i am on the show or i am on my readings Corporate corporation's not a nice man
1: Well, and it's sort of like, and I have to go into this one is, you know, being, a, you know, running my own small business, I ended up sending an invoice this past week mm-hmm. that I, I literally had to sit there and just do a double take on mm-hmm. because part of me is like, that is an insane amount of money for what right. I did. Um another part of me is going but if i don't charge that i'm gonna lose my shirt mm-hmm. like it, literally right who will be paying to do the job mm-hmm. if i don't charge this right and it, it's just one of those things it's like the, this whole like ten dollars an hour concept right is ridiculous like if i drop my rates that low mm-hmm. the gas prices right now right that one on site one on site would have killed mm-hmm. me like that's it i didn't make any money right. <laughs> and i'm just sitting there going wow right. <laughs> wow <laughs> right um but it's the reality of things cost money right like, this whole two for 22 combo you know, speaking of applebee's um, can we just all stop and say that might not be sustainable? Right, like that's $11 a person to eat in a restaurant. I'm sorry, but we gave up on that personally, right? A while back, right? Um, because, like, quite frankly, $11 a person we can't really pull off at McDonald's, right? Um, so you know, well, yeah, and if you do look at the combo it is literally the cheapest thing ever and yes we did we did order that Mm -hmm. that was our go-to for the longest time until finally we kind of had to look at each other and go i can't do this anymore right i want other things
2: (laughs) but you know they took off things that were on there Mm -hmm. they took off the reason i was going to applebee's they took Mm -hmm. off the reasons that you the things you liked at applebee's and i'm like
1: yeah, because it started and it had a lot of popular items, mm-hmm. and then it got down to the point of like it's fucking noodles, uh um, Alfredo sauce, and a couple of sprigs of broccoli. Right. Um. Shit, I can do that at home for less. Right, and that's
2: also oh, yeah. a thing is I can run and you know like I can look at a menu item and run how much that menu item costs the company, mm-hmm. including a overhead and paying the waitress to bring me the food and go no that's not worth it and that's a hard thing for that's hard to go out to a restaurant with me and me sitting there debating items this is like nope not worth it 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 no. okay that's actually sounds tasty
1: well it sounds tasty and is worth it
2: mm-hmm. like seriously seriously the best restaurant i've seen that's actually worth it and worth going out to eat is um ruby tuesdays
1: yeah oh yeah and uh, yeah half the entrees add at least two dollars on that combo yeah right yeah 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 like everything that you want is at least another two dollars mm-hmm. most of the things you would actually want aren't even in that right <laughs> and your appetizers are ridiculous right like and they have been. And I'm sorry. I don't care that I, I have this opinion, you know. Without Apple right. being caught with its pants down, like that's an added bonus in this moment. Right. But your two for twenty-two is some bullshit. Right. Like it just doesn't work. Right. Um. And more importantly, like it, it's not even now. Right. Like it's it's garbage. It's, you know, if I just want to be seen in a restaurant while being poor, right? That's how you get seen in a restaurant while being poor. Mm-hmm. But even at that, it's like, no, right? <laughs> well, and again, that's why I like poor. Ruby Tuesdays. They have a lovely salad
2: bar, mm-hmm. there's steaks I've never had to send back. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I'm going to a restaurant like that, I'm very basic. I like a steak, I like a potato, give me a good salad bring me some fluffy bread and a drink that's
1: worth it yes that isn't an arm and a leg yeah like i am still lost on how like basic sodas got this damn expensive well especially when they're costing the company two
2: dollars and 33 no they cost the company 33 cents a glass
1: yeah I, like i what like i am just lost on how we allowed drinks to suddenly be like four dollars mm-hmm. five dollars six dollars right and i'm like that's not <laughs> I mean, double check it like i it, it's syrup and water we all know this we're mm-hmm. well aware you know I, I can get there being some labor costs associated with like lemonade and, you know, and you're going to have a few of those. And so, you know, or lemonade, sweet tea, like if you're in-house making any of your drinks. Right. I get that. Right. I don't even have a problem paying like six bucks or paying like, you know, $2 a glass mm-hmm. um on like, you know, my freckled lemonade or my strawberry lemonade, whatever it's called at, at a particular restaurant. Right. I dearly love it. It's worth it to me. I'm gonna have four of them. Yes, I just spent eight dollars on drinks. And it's cheaper than you know if I were an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um is <laughs> because
2: I know what it costs for ASAN to go to a bar. Mm-hmm.
1: at a bar and you can count for
2: $150 in drinks and tips. Yeah. Guaranteed. Well have that available. At least then. No, now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm I'm gonna, you know, strawberry daiquiris are nine fifty. Tipping the girls that are dancing, and I'm nice queens tipping the gentlemen that are dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can count sixty bucks at least.
3: Okay. Flat out of the
2: budget.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I ain't going to a show not tipping somebody. That's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so what's the magical answer from Google on uh, <laughs> beverage cost? Like, uh, as in, we're talking carbonated beverage cost. Carbonated beverages. Let me double check. Soda
2: yeah. syrup box. All right, so if they're ordering at retail, they're paying $89 for a five-gallon box of syrup. That'll make almost 550 drinks. The carbonation delivery is 200, and then the water, we'll give it another 50.
1: All right. So, assuming. Um, all right. Let's run through that again. So, it's 89 for the box, mm-hmm. um, plus how much for the carbonation? We will give it 200 delivery. Okay. And then the another 50 for the water, another 50 for the water. Okay. And all of that, mm-hmm. um, that uh, 339 dollars,
2: divide by 500,
1: divide by 500. Right. So pure cost is 67.8 uh, cents. Okay. Now you add another 30 cents for labor. And you're sitting at still under a dollar. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I mean I kinda like I I mean I used to think of it as yeah, it's a highly profitable thing. And that was when it was like a dollar fifty. Right. Two dollars. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be cheap on it, but damn. <laughs> like, we know it's not going in labor. Right. <laughs> like, you know, your uh, uh, tipped weight staff making minimum tipped weight staff wage is not seeing anything out of this.
2: Yep. Yeah. And drinks. Uh, it's... Come on, just give me the drink. I don't yeah. want the Yeah, they're charging three dollars for Cokes.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. So that profit alone
3: mm-hmm.
2: is on
1: their Cokes. Yeah. Well, and as again, you the amount you would have to consume, because you know they're loading it with ice. Right. Like, that's the oldest, you know, restaurant trick in the book is load that fucking glass with ice. Right. Well, uh, I was counting for the ice, dear. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, though. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, from the point in which you were counting your 500... Yeah. I'm curious Mm -hmm. how much of your memory of that and how much ice was actually in the glass
2: three fourths of a cup of
1: ice okay okay yeah okay i was just making sure
2: yeah i and ain't lost a skill about. so mm-hmm. you know take it away from the three dollars please
1: oh so the 97.8 cents from three dollars yep okay is two dollars and two cents and profit yeah well now that's if they're charging per glass right which a fair number of restaurants have started doing most restaurants
2: start doing that. Yeah. yeah okay especially since they've now switched from using reusable containers to paper container which adds another three cents to your drink Ooh. yeah so mcdonald's literally when they make their sweet tea and they're bought you're buying any drink for a dollar they're still making a 20 cent profit at least at least
1: well because mostly that that special for the one dollar drinks is usually on sweet tea right so which i think we all know is one of the cheapest things you can make at home well not only that but their sweet teas are 20 cents
2: is what they're losing in cost yeah yeah so they're making 80 cents profit and that's with the cup and the straw and all that all that included but no when you look at menu items set there and cost okay how much does this cost for me to make it home and if you can't clear a 35 percent profit on that cost then that's not a good item to order
1: yeah well and that's if you just want to order by the numbers i mean you know uh, I'm and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i like right. I go to I prefer to go to restaurants and order the food that I like right and maybe it is something I can make at home and mm-hmm. it's just not worth the labor right um but that means I've decided that what your restaurant sale sells mm-hmm. um is either a better than what I can do at home mm-hmm. or the equivalent thereof right. And that I much prefer my time and energy Mm -hmm. to, you know, to keep that and pay money for someone else to do that. Right. And that's Um,
2: perfectly fine. But I'm saying, like, if you sit down and you go to order a meal and you're looking mm -hmm. at the meal and it's like two for 22 and it's a five ounce steak and a potato and some chips with a quarter cup of spinach cheese dip. Mm-hmm. That's not $22 worth of value. Go and look at your menu items, find you something else, or order the full 12-ounce steak.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and especially with the number of restaurants that are now basically heat and serve. Right. Like, a lot of these restaurants aren't even bothering. Right. To actually cook. Right. Like, the, the most cooked thing in what you described would be the steak. Right. Everything else was a throw together. Yeah. Like, you, you microwave the, you, and I am literally mean microwave, everything else. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, <clears throat> I like, it, it scrambles my mind. It's like, I know when I order, like, uh, uh, a fettuccine Alfredo. Mm-hmm. I know I have just bought the cheapest thing on their menu. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I enjoy that. Right. I don't even really have a problem up to about nine bucks for that. Right. Like, I I can be okay with that. Right. Like, the cost of ingredients plus my labor. Right. Okay, I can be okay with that. But knowing that you're not doing anything that much different than if I go to the store or buy a Mama Michelinas, and throw it in the microwave right that kind (laughs) of you know what i mean right like well shit (laughs) like i gotta be pretty damn tired (laughs) right (laughs) to not feel like going to the grocery store picking up a mama michelina's right um and throwing it in my microwave right like Oh, God. I cried one time at Applebee's over microwave cheese sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand anyone that does a microwave cheese stick when they got a deep fryer right there. Dropping gut. It's yeah. bad if I can get better food at cheese. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <clears throat> and I would have sent them back. Actually, I would have sent them back and said no. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, at that point, it was like, "Fuck, I could pull that stunt at home." Exactly. You know, like <laughs> I was upset already, and it was a long day. I, you know, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I really do. I've had that day. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, um, and I think we've talked about it on the show. The day I dropped my cell phone in uh, thirty-three ounces of sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely lost it. Right in the middle of a restaurant. And I don't mean angrily. I was not angry. I just like had a meltdown. Right. Like I was just done. Right. Oh. Oh, I just wanted some good cheese sticks for dinner. I you know? Here. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Oh. We're so sorry your cheese sticks were ruined. That was and I get it. Like, there's some things that it's like, I've had a horrible day. Like, you really have to look at why people eat out. Like, some of it's celebratory. Some of it's I'm too lazy to cook. But there's also the, like, this is a treat for something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I am a food-motivated human being. And sometimes, you know, um, maybe it's been a really good day. Right. And I am food rewarding, which I know is technically bad, and there's a lot of people that really hate that idea. And then there are other days in which I'm just trying to give myself, you know, the will to keep moving. Right. You know, and I, I, like, I hate to say that, like, an Applebee's cheese stick was my, you know, will to live, but I could quickly see it becoming my 13th reason. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what i mean like i've had those days where it could have become my 13th reason right (laughs) like that's that's it Mm -hmm. but yeah totally agree all
2: right so apparently it looks like russian oil tankers have a problem with their transponders Oh, they don't have a problem with their transponders.
1: Go into this one, darling. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ashley says it was the tip of her iceberg. Yeah, I'm there. I agree. get you, girl. Uh Russian oil tankers were vanishing off the map. Russia's invasion of Ukraine made the country a pariah in the global energy market. Since the war started, a de facto embargo on Russian oil has emerged, with oil companies, trading houses, shippers, and banks backing away all at the same time. Now, however, there are signs that Russian energy is drawing interest from potential buyers, at least in the shadows. As the war in Ukraine drags on, Russian tankers carrying crude oil and petroleum products are increasingly disappearing from uh, tracking systems. Mm -hmm. So-called dark activity, where ships' transponders are turned off for hours at a time, has in the past been viewed by U.S. officials as a deceptive shipping practice that is often used to evade sanctions. Dark activity among Russian-affiliated crude oil tankers is up by 600% compared with before the war began, predictive intelligence company Windward told CNN. Um, Quote, we're seeing a spike in Russian tankers turning off transmissions deliberately to circumvent sanctions. Windward CEO, Amy Daniel, uh, said in an interview, the Russian fleet is starting to hide its whereabouts and its exports. Mm Oh, yeah. So basically what they're doing is... There are companies willing to, um, with Russia being now uh, a pariah, um, they can't command quite the price they used to on their oil, and mm-hmm. they're developing a little bit of a backlog of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is happening is companies are taking advantage of this despite embargo, despite you know everything else, mm-hmm. and, and even the world opinion if it were ever known that say you know throwing out a big name just because it can not because i'm accusing them of anything but bp oil buys russian oil um would be a horrible headline right um despite that the cost that they can now get it for because russia's in the situation that it's in um it's considered an offer you can't refuse um in terms of businesses and this is the problem with business you're looking at that bottom line without any moral ethical involvement um so despite the fact that buying this oil would be a really bad public relations nightmare the fact that you can get it for pennies suddenly makes it too enticing to pass up for these companies Mm -hmm. who are willing to risk their reputation
2: right now it's interesting the u.s treasury is already moving on this and saying they're going to track them by other means and if a company is found to be carrying their oil Mm -hmm. you might get just stuck with more than more than just the oil you
1: bought yeah well, because there's an additional issue here, which is you're effectively going to end up having to cook your books Yeah, when you go to use it. Right. Because And what these companies would be doing is they're going to be taking this oil in for pennies mm-hmm. while claiming the reason that their prices, like say at the pump, are high is because of the cost of oil. Well, here's a funny little equation that you have to pay attention to if the non-embargoed market produces say 500 million barrels and the industry sells to consumers 750 million barrels you have a problem to the tune of 250 million barrels that don't exist that you have sold right so, obviously, at least someone in this market is buying oil that doesn't exist. Right. So, yeah. Hi, problems with when you cook your books. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up creating a very obvious problem, especially if you're buying a crap ton of it, mm-hmm. in which you bought more of something than is actually available. Right. Now, what's
2: interesting is it's looking like China and possibly India, two of the world's largest oil consumers and fast-growing economies, are stealthily buying Russian energy. Trans says trading houses may be buying Russian oil and putting the barrels in storage, including floating storage on tankers. That remain at sea. Beyond dark activity, Wayward found that some vessels and companies are still dealing with Russian affiliate tankers and engaging in ship to ship transfers. In 2020, Treasury warned the ship to ship transfers, especially at night or in areas of high risk for sanctioned invasion, are frequently used to evade sanctions concerning the original oils. You know, we've got some lovely warships. Mm hmm.
3: Mm
2: hmm. You know, if you're not being a transponder, you are a pirate. Uh, That is the argument. So therefore, by ship rights...
1: Um, Technically, you cannot import Russian oil right now. That's the whole... That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So by ship rights and by international law,
2: pirate ship can be sunk. We have warships just sitting around. Put
1: them to work. Let's make those tax dollars work. Let's sink some oil. Well, but then we have another problem, which Mm -hmm. is we've seen the devastating effects of an oil spill, which inevitably this would cause. Like in the process of sinking the ship. Depending where you hit the ship. Well, depending upon where you hit the ship. But, you know, typically you want to go for that nice soft underbelly. It's like killing anything else. If you want to take down a ship, you go for the big soft
2: underbelly. No, no, no. You hit that ship right there at the captain's captain's room. <clears throat> Captain rooms, You have a floating barge of oil.
1: Oh well, here they are go for the engine. Yeah. Like go for the engine. Here they are a nice electromagnetic pulse. Uh-huh. We have them. They've been equipped on our ships for hundreds of years, for at least the last fifty years. I mean, just leave it dead in the water. Mm-hmm like not harmed physically sure. but dead in the water mm-hmm. and then you have a moment i'm mm-hmm. sure as you know captain and crew of do you, how long can you survive here uh-huh because now <laughs> you, you are an island <laughs> with no electricity mm-hmm. do you, how long can you survive Especially since you're now an island Mm -hmm. that has no trade Mm -hmm. because you're carrying Russian oil. Well, not only that,
2: but I wonder how fast, Mm -hmm. um, how many it would take before this suddenly stops. I say four.
1: Mm. I don't even know you'd have to go that high i think it's one of those things if you can't find a crew to to staff a vessel mm-hmm. you can't move oil <laughs> right. well you know
2: the united states congress did pass marine um, um oh what is it anyway it's licensed to pirate any russian controlled ship mm-hmm. as long as you're yes.
1: flying the u.s flag you can power to U- uh, a russian ship and I believe other countries have as well. Like France seems all down on it. Oh yeah, they are like you know, ahoy! Well, not only are they are ahoy, but they are like, ha!
2: Huh, come along, let's go. We are old pirates. We taught them how to do this in the 1600s. Let's rock this, Roy. Basically, <laughs> you know, we have those. We have a lot of Somalians that are already pirating. Oh, Somalia, go up north, hit that Black Sea, collect as many as you can. Remember, take your prisoners, drop them off in the barren Iceland. You have a brand new ship.
1: Though, you know what I've found interesting is with the number of Russian coal companies in West Virginia. Uh-huh. We haven't heard much. Well, we have, but we've heard
2: it out of a different venue. Oh, you know and this was one of my best retweets this well one of my best tweets this week if you guys aren't following um ace and k on twitter you're missing out on the show Mm because you know i keep handing it to a few people
1: fair
3: enough
2: Uh, Um, oh of course you know we saw it from senator capito and her stance on you know that we need to be energy independent right now
1: yeah yeah oh yeah we are seeing it from the stupid side of like well west virginia will sell more coal and it's like Mm -hmm. selling more coal right bless your heart is not the answer and it doesn't help west virginia right how many ways like justice will be well helped by the way, he had to—he sold and bought back his coal mines from a Russian company, right? Um, you know, but like just to bring that up, um, right? The only person helped, right, that actually lives in West Virginia from selling more coal from West Virginia mm-hmm. is, I think, at this point, Jim Justice. Right, that's it. One human. Right, like everyone else has been basically pushed out of the uh, out of the industry by machinery.-hmm you know, there's a very few number of people mm-hmm. still left in coal right, and they're pretty much required to be there if it produces even enough to fill a damn charcoal bag. right. like anything from that point on, it's all the same right it does nothing extra for them right
2: so anyway my comment back to that was do you realize you sound like someone who's mad about the horse and buggy not being used anymore it's time for western to move forward and strike while the iron is hot Um, retain the miners to run solar and wind plants, make batteries, and make West Virginia energy capital it can be. Mm -hmm. Yes, my English is bad. Hello, my English is bad for one reason. Um, I only have so many characters to educate
1: the dumb bitch. Mm. Fair enough. Um, But no, I mean... I don't know. West Virginia is killing me with this whole coal is the answer. It's like, right. you no, know, coal was the answer. It was, mm-hmm. it was many years ago and through our, our, you know, ginormous, because it mm-hmm. was, it, it was a long time. Right. Cole did do many wonderful things for West Virginia or more importantly, it should have. Mm-hmm it should have taught us the value of a union, it should have taught us about exploitation by employers, mm-hmm. it should be the shining model example mm-hmm. of how,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, given a, a, a current technology, technological status of the world, right? You ensure that companies looking to make obscene profits Mm -hmm. do so in a way that still protects your working you know constituents in a state right like that should be what we get from coal that should be the lesson that should be the thing that we focus on Mm -hmm. not treating you know father Cole
3: Mm-hmm. as
1: you know santa claus that's going to show back up and save right. west virginia it's not a fucking lifetime movie right like get over it right hold died. it's right. a horrible industry we know that now mm-hmm. we've moved on from that or mm-hmm. more importantly we are moving on from that right we need to hurry the fuck up and get there before we have lakefront pro- or excuse me oceanfront property in west virginia Mm-hmm. Huh. Can we all get there? All right. I'm looking up something that's not a news
2: story. I just kind of wonder because he just released a bar- uh Yeah, how many barrels do we have in the U.S.? All right. About 500, no, about 550 million barrels is in the reserve. Mm-hmm. So if he's releasing a million a year, a month of oil
3: mm-hmm.
2: It's five hundred and fifty months worth of oil. Now how many barrels of oil does the us. go through?
1: Yeah, probably more than a million. right. the whole point of strategic reserves is this. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we created this in
2: 1979. Huh. Like. Okay. So we go through, on average, according to 2020 numbers, 20.54 billions of oil daily.
1: Yeah, so that 550 or... Okay, run that again. That was how many per day? We go through 20.54. 20. 20.54 20. barrels? Million barrels. Million barrels, yes. Yeah, so that 550 is not going to last long. Well, um, it
2: may last a little longer than you think, because we also got to look at what we produce. Okay. Okay, so divide that by... equals actually the the reserve alone would last us 26.7 days yes and
1: And we're roughly producing 14.84 uh, million uh, barrels a day. Yeah. So if we're going through 20, all right. So the net difference right. um, between 2054 and 1484. Right. All right. So let's clear. Now, Ashley, Um, we are boycotting
2: Russian alcohol because it can't be sold in America currently. Y'all guys remember Cuban cigars? Yeah, it's now Russian vodka.
1: So, 550 divided by 6.3. Uh-huh. That, well, that gets three months almost, 87 days. Right. If we release the net difference. Right. But that's not even necessarily that's what we're currently producing right um versus what our capacity may be right because remember we regulate our capacity
2: instead of going full power because i personally believe if we went full power we could collapse the global oil market especially if we get into and start drilling in the oil markets in alaska and take
1: full advantage of the ones on the coast yeah, well, and here's my bigger thought, though. Hmm. Um, is I I would be willing to to like here's my thought. Right. Is go ahead and do it. Yeah. Max out our our, our production capacity. Hmm. Um. You know, hopefully not have to touch that reserve or re- touch it sparingly. Right. Um, and, and literally co to that mm-hmm. you know that's what keeps us on the road and moving today right um, and co to that is we need to immediately start slating um, for you know anything that is oil powered mm-hmm. gasoline powered mm-hmm. diesel powered mm-hmm. to be moving out of that right Like, do the math. How much oil do we have available? Mm -hmm. How much do we have in reserve? How long can we go? Set your timeline. And by God. Right. We are going to incentivize the fuck out of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are going to remove our oil dependence. Well, wouldn't it be interesting? Because we have the money Mm
2: -hmm. to do it. Mm Mm-hmm if one they don't have cash for clunkers but except the clunker is an electric power car you pay the government your loan payment your loan payment is 150 dollars a month
1: i'm sorry what your cash to clunker because that was supposed to be the idea was cash for clunkers was supposed to replace gasoline powered vehicles with electric vehicles and no. was supposed to be an incentive program to one get those cars off the road mm-hmm. um and two to sell more electric vehicles and it was but not in a good way no
2: what it was and it wasn't an electric powered vehicles it was more fuel efficient vehicles well yeah okay um, and was was made to get the 80s and the 90s models off the road for the 2000 models. And that's why we see this big bridge of 2008s all over the place for good money right now. But think about it. If we could right now walk into a dealership, sign the government paperwork, the automatic draft from our account,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and finance us electric cars for $150 a month. And all we got to do is hand in our two titles. Mm-hmm. That's our down payment. Government's going to finance it. We'll go 6% interest just for the hell of it. Yeah. How fast do you think gas prices would fall?
1: I would think very fast. The biggest problem is going to be meeting consumer demand. Mm -hmm. Which, again, if you go ahead and, you know, incentive, and I mean, when I say incentivize the fuck out of it, Mm -hmm. you incentivize the fuck. Mm hmm. With hard line, hard coded demands Mm -hmm. for both production Mm -hmm. and for um, meeting those targets, Mm -hmm. like GM. If you can't cut it in six months, you're out of the program. Right. Well, like that's it. Right.
2: Since we do have an armed conflict currently that's causing this problem, he can use the power of war just like Trump did. And
1: push their production limits. Uh-huh. Well, and change their production as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, if we went that route mm-hmm. and force it. Uh-huh. Because fundamentally what we've been sitting at is mm-hmm. we have had emissions targets. Right. For, oh, God, decades now. Right. And we have companies that are literally like one—they were soft targets anyway. Right. Like they are really soft targets. Like it was a drop in a bucket compared to mm-hmm. the problem. Um, and even then, the like companies are still struggling, so so to speak, to to meet those. Mm-hmm. Like oh god, we just can't make a more efficient vehicle. Oh, you know. Like, no, you're selling the same shit with a different wrapping. Right. right. For decades, making mm-hmm. m- micro changes to it. Right. Um, While, you know, <laughs> no, sorry, it's time to pay up. Right. F- figure out how to make this work. Right. Like, tell me why it is that I had a, a, a vehicle from 1990. Right. That got 40 miles to the gallon, and that didn't become like the norm Mm -hmm. by the by like 2010. Right. That every vehicle on the planet, right, that that was currently being produced. Tell me how it worked out that in 1990, you could produce a vehicle that got 40 miles to the gallon, and then here we are like it by 2010 and later that's not my normal right. like that should be the well you know like caught it's such a energy hog it's you know only gets 40 miles to the gallon right tell me where the technology went right tell me how this didn't get better
3: mm-hmm.
1: like i'm sorry it's because they're too quiet and it sounds dainty and it didn't yeah, 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 yeah like it's all the shit we hear about electric vehicles is that you know they're not powerful enough they don't make enough noise people don't want to buy them blah 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 blah. we only you know sell what we can uh or we only produce what we can sell okay but here's the thing you quit producing automatics Mm -hmm. or uh, excuse me manual transmissions Mm -hmm. without really caring anymore if anyone wanted one or not right um and you haven't like the backlash on that yeah there's a lot of die-hard manual drivers who are like right. oh, i can't find a vehicle mm-hmm. but what are you gonna do everyone made the decision at once all right good luck finding a manual drive vehicle you're right it's hard you mm-hmm. have to give up a lot because it's usually a very base model they don't want to sell you a manual drive transmission right like so they make it the worst car on the lot mm-hmm. the worst car on the lot you have power nothing you have accessory nothing right you know plastic wheels if they can do it right um it is a bullshit vehicle they know no one's gonna buy it Right. okay then why can't you do the same thing with a gasoline powered engine that it's not available or it's available on the shittiest vehicle on the lot. If that's what you want. Right. Like, I um, get over it. Very interesting. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. We might not want to take off that dryer plug. Yes. It's a lovely way to... Cho- uh, it's effectively how you charge a electric yeah. car. Um Okay, but if it's gonna cost you twenty dollars a day to charge your car at home because electricity costs have gone through the roof, is that any better? Yes. And here is why
2: it's better. Because it's not going to cost you twenty dollars a day to charge your car. Because as we're ramping up the electric car, we'll call it the car the gap the war on Russia buyout.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then we're also going to take those funds that were made to pay for solar on homes and we're going to put them to work government go through like they did in germany and every home that will agree to it put solar on the roof Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um and current energy costs for charging um at 13 cents per kilowatt, which if you're outside of Texas is about what you're paying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the current recharge cost is about $9 a day. Right. Um, so cur- in current gas pricing, you're talking about two and a little change gallons. Yep. To uh, cover 100 miles. Right. right, and if you fully uh, deplete uh, well that's on a 200 mile range on an e electric vehicle that's fully depleted right so yeah oh yeah and definitely on solar like make it as cheap as possible again, yeah. all this is is bringing this together right and, and literally making it be the dumb choice to keep right. using oil. Right. Like, make it as, like, dumb. Right. Dumb, 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 dumb. Right. Why would you want oil? Well, not like that. Anyway. And I mean, if you're a multimillionaire, none of this bothers you anyway. So pay, you know, $200 a gallon for gas. And yeah. drive your fucking Hummer
2: right or whatever it's new version is And this is the important part of it is how many people um how many um people low-income people people that work everyday jobs can't afford a new car can't afford a car that's within new fuel ranges But if everybody that goes in and applies gets approved for, we'll call it the Biden car program, just to piss off the Republicans.
1: Yeah. And make it a non-dischargeable debt. Yeah. Like, the car has to spontaneously explode. Right. In order to get the debt discharged. Exactly. Like, it can't, you know. Right. Like, literally, it will get fixed. Right. Right um unless it you know, right um so otherwise right and again if if you're a diehard i love my gas powered engine that's fine you're gonna pay a premium for it mm-hmm. it becomes a luxury mm-hmm. i i've lived this long in my life without a yacht right but
2: what i'm saying uh-huh. is do you realize how quickly you're getting people to work mm-hmm how quick the energy bills i.e. the power bills go down because production goes up Mm -hmm. weirdest damn thing in the world but the more everybody's using electricity now more everyone's using solar energy Mm -hmm. the quicker companies suddenly go holy
1: fuck we're gonna have to charge less yeah fundamentally Not to mention, like, all of the, like, we have an infrastructure problem in the U.S. Uh Uh-huh. And we know this. Like, we know as we're saying this, we have an energy grid that that currently would not support Mm -hmm. every single home in America charging an electric vehicle. We get this. We know this. We're well aware. Right. How fucking fast does the electric company have to take their god-awful profits? Mm Mm-hmm and start fixing this shit before the whole thing goes down in a giant fire (laughs) (laughs) exactly so shannon's still trying to talk her husband into putting solar uh tesla tiles on the new house um and yes ashley points out your mannerisms right now are hilarious of course they are (laughs) of course they are
2: Thank you, President. However, when we yes. go to put all this into place, if, if the government would do this, we would have probably the largest investment into the single U.S. citizen mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. We suddenly have a lot less energy costs, a lot more independent growing, a lot more independence going
1: on. <laughs> Ashley's glad. glad she's in the break room <laughs> um, and you would be very
2: surprised how quickly this economy would turn around Oh, Elon Musk would do it on a heartbeat if he got left alone by the government hmm? that's his whole problem leave me the hell alone and I'll do it for you don't bother me I will have a team on the ground in 30 minutes we can yeah. do this deployment by state within the two, two days if we let Elon Musk, and what's the other one?
1: you got to give me more.
2: The father of Microsoft. Bill Gates. You put them together with um, Warren Buffett. And you tell them, this is the project. You're going to go down in history of this. You're making 6% return on this investment.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That's why we put uh, Buffett in there
3: mm-hmm
2: okay we put them in there Buffett will do it ch- cheap musk can got the technology going on and if y'all haven't seen microsoft can deploy updates very well and shut down everything including the live stream that would be a wild time very quickly
1: yeah and you know the weird part about the electric car yeah this should have been what we had all along. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that kills me, is if you're sitting here and you want to call yourself an automa- automotive purist, mm-hmm. the electric car should have been the car on in every driveway. Mm-hmm. That's what kills me sometimes, because, the, you know, um, Porsche... Mm-hmm. um developed an electric car called the P1 in 1898. Uh-huh. It was, you know, uh, I, like quote like from this article I've got up right now, even it, Henry Ford, who was friends with Edison, partnered with Edison to explore options for a low-cost electric car in 1914. Yet, it was Henry Ford's mass-produced Model T that dealt a blow to the electric car. Introduced in 1908, the Model T made gasoline-powered cars widely available and affordable. By 1912, the gasoline car cost only $650, while an electric roadster sold for $1750. Um, that same year, Charles Kettering introduced the electric starter, eliminating the need for the hand crank and giving rise to more gasoline powered vehicle cells. Literally, in a weird twist of fate, an electric starter was what killed the electric car. In terms of it becoming what was in everyone's driveway already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because right. it should have been the right vehicle. So we have a question tonight.
2: i want going to use Thoth. Ooh. Yeah, we all know about Thoth. All right. You read the question, I'll do it the cards.
1: All right, so it's a finance question. Um, Ashley, 826.96... I think some moves have been made in a forward direction with my rental complex. Are they really turning in my favor?
2: Okay, this is actually pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. First up out of the gate, we've got the Ten of Wands. You stressing and worrying too damn much. Then we have the three... Of discs here showing you work is being done we also have the tower here saying things look like they're falling apart sometimes they need to and then of course we have fortune the will of fortune where it stops nobody ever knows however the final outcome is the seven of discs with this you've got to watch your self-confidence you've got to have faith in it because yes it will change it will be the five of swords here however you've got to watch read those papers correctly make sure you're giving them every little bit of documentation and always remember copy twice keep one bitch can't keep up with her paperwork that's half your problem right now i mean she didn't even know who you were
3: Ooh,
2: that sucks All right, let's talk about this rogue cop because I'm tired of seeing this story in our feed. (laughs) I wonder what the fuck he done.
1: Oh, yes. So rogue Georgia cop caught in viral X-rated TikToks. A Georgia cop probably thought no one was watching when he took his squad car to a scrubby area off a quiet road in a small Georgia town, walked around the back, and started having sex with someone while in uniform. But someone high up in a nearby telecommunications tower started filming and uploaded the videos to TikTok last week, where they quickly racked up more than 15 million views. Police caught on cam. One video was captioned along with hashtags of tower climbers and dirty deeds. Now the officer, identified by local news channel WRDW as Millen Police Officer Larry Benjamin Thompson, has quit and a record of past misconduct has come to light. Satellite maps from White Oak Oak Road in Millen, a town of about 3,500 people about an hour south of Augusta, show the same tower, nearby cemetery, and patches of dirt and brushes. Uh, bushes excuse me that can be seen in the TikTok videos the map also shows a school across the street uh-huh. millen police chief Dwayne harrington told wrdw he was planning to meet with thompson on monday about a video but thompson quit beforehand georgia state records show thompson had worked on and off for the department since 2015. according to millen city council meeting minutes Thompson was involved in a car crash while at work in November 2019. WRDW reported that he killed a 76-year-old driver identified in a local obituary as Lewis Jenkins when he T-boned Jenkins' car while racing to a call at 86 miles per hour. The network also obtained investigation documents showing that while working for the Millen Fire Department in 2017, Thompson accidentally discharged his gun shooting a colleague in the arm when did firemen carry guns I, you know he claimed the gun malfunctioned while he was cleaning it but an internal probe found the weapon had no malfunction this is not an excuse to be accepted only a reflection after the fact the criminal investigative division wrote in its report though it is referred to as an accidental discharge essentially it is a negligent discharge then in 2020 A woman who'd been in a relationship with Thompson contacted Millen police to accuse him of harassing her. Thompson admitted to running her tax to find her new address, claiming he was trying to return some old items to her, according to a case summary. He was suspended for two days. Uh, the Millen Police Department did not immediately respond to the Daily Beast request for comment Tuesday. So, yeah, that was uh, the Daily Beast with rogue Georgia cop caught in viral X-rated TikToks. I don't know where to stop that one. That That's like you got to have the whole fucking picture. This off like, sorry, I read the whole article. So I'm like, you know, we got to source it. Right. Um, properly. Right. Um, but I like there's nowhere to stop in that article it just gets worse it does it like,
2: continues to get worse
1: like damn. oh like As a very busy officer is what I'm getting down to like where's yeah. he I just, yeah.
2: policing
1: you know When is he policing? When is he firefighting? When is he, (laughs) because, and granted, a town of thirty five hundred probably does not have a huge amount of crime to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I I mean, I'm glad he found a hobby. Mm -hmm. We're hoping the sex was consensual. Um, Looking at it,
2: it looks like it's two officers. It, mm,
1: look at the pictures. Go to the Daily Beast and look at the pictures. Well, I'm looking at the pictures. One's an SUV, one looks like a sports car. Like both are
2: at, one is an SUV, one is a police car. Obviously, both of them are police cars.
1: Are they? Like, I'm not. Oh. Oh. Never mind. That's not a sports car. Okay, that is definitely a police car. I, hmm, okay. All righty. Yeah, sorry. I, like, the angle of the car, it looked like it was a little (laughs) more expensive, a little nicer than what I would have thought. Oh, but yeah. Oh, come on. We can just show this. Oh, God. Are we bringing
2: up the video? No, I'm not bringing up the video. I'm bringing up the view.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I don't think we can afford to bring up the video. No. Like, I'm surprised TikTok.
2: Y'all tell us. What do you think? What do you think? Looks like two police cars to me.
1: I mean... uh, I don't know... No. The world Swear
2: is. In. Like, why are our police cars not GPS located with cameras in them at all times?
1: Well, theoretically, I thought they were.
2: Apparently, his isn't.
1: I mean, I really would have thought they were.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Eh. Yeah. Uh.
1: Uh, but
3: uh, yeah
1: Isn't it weird like and he's doing this beside a school right like like here's the reality two private citizens get caught in this situation and I believe that is lewd conduct in the vicinity oh, of, children. of children yeah yep. or some version of those words um, isn't that a felony? Right. Like, that's not just your normal, like, you know, put it away and move along. You know, if a, if you were two private citizens doing this, I think you end up getting arrested. Right. Like, generally speaking. Well, fair enough, because criminals can use the readers to see where the GPS are registering and avoid the cops. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, but yeah, I oh. I mean, it's a fair point. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just sitting here having a moment of like, I think I'd almost rather we have criminals avoiding the cops than have cops becoming criminals
2: it is a felony and it's lewd
1: and concivious conduct yeah I mean granted a good lawyer is going to plead that down but to a misdemeanor but still you're gonna get like splashed all over the paper on that one if caught by an officer doing it I mean you like, may actually make it to this show dude <laughs> what it shows up in my news feed long enough it may make it to the show well, you know, depending upon how crazy the situation is, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But still. Mm-hmm. But still. Like, just to point out that like it, this is an officer doing something that like I here's the thing. I my problem isn't with public sex. All right. Like, I whatever. But near a school like it's right across the street, right? Like you know what I mean. Like I I feel like the and granted we have this problem in in law enforcement, in firefighting, in uh you know medicine even, um like through paramedics and ER mm-hmm. of adrenaline junkies, mm-hmm. um that fundamentally like they're they have an adrenaline addiction Mm
3: -hmm.
1: they they you know need the chaos Mm -hmm. because they they love that feeling you get when your heart is pounding and you don't know if you're gonna live or die Mm -hmm. um I would think that when you're you know boning someone behind an SUV across the street from a school in not that at least my picture doesn't look very concealed location. I don't think you can describe yourself as anything but an adrenaline junkie. Right. Like, no, that that should be your like that's your burnout moment. Right. Like you you you've hit the limit. You've hit the right. limit. Like. You're, you're, and I would say for uh, like that is something I think we also need to be looking heavily at in various, you know, the various professions, right? Firefighters, par- paramedics, etc. Um, like these are the telltale signs you need to see beforehand, right? And like you need to get someone out of that that employment, right? Because fundamentally, if you're you know, um, looking for adrenaline producing situations to get your high because effectively it's like a drug addiction, right? It's not sex addiction. It's like all the things that go with it. You're in uniform on at work in a barely concealed location across the street from a school. Right. Like, this is an officer you should be worried about like right. this is probably the best thing that could happen is that he gets caught in this situation as long as no one else gives him a job in law enforcement or the fire department or etc you have potentially prevented a lot uh, not saying it hasn't already happened but prevented a, a long career of police brutality Mm-hmm before it got to a point in which it made national news because it was so fucking ridiculous well i
2: have a larger question Mm -hmm. for this municipality Mm -hmm. how do you have an officer still driving in your city on your payroll when he killed somebody in an accident that could have been prevented
1: I think the argument for that accident was it was just an unfortunate accident that he was responding. And again, there is a line there that one has to figure out. Yeah. What was the severity of the call? Uh huh. Did the driver, you know, fail to yield? Uh Can you argue that? Was it reasonable for the officer to be responding at that speed? Mm -hmm. You know, like, was it the hot and ready sites on uh, hot and ready lights on at the local donut shop? Or was he responding to a call that, that had that kind of urgency, right? That doing 86 miles per hour, right? Through that intersection without, you know, yielding to other drivers, right? Was warranted and reasonable, right? Um, and that may have been what they found. They may have erred on the side of caution to firing, a, at the time, what one might have thought was a perfectly good officer
3: mm-hmm.
1: who maybe right. overreacted slightly. Right. Um. Versus, like, and I'm not saying that was the situation. I'm saying that was, like, the worst case maybe on that one. Right, is that overeager officer responds with a little too much enthusiasm right. to a right. call versus you know the hot and ready light sign was on and like he was speeding across town for no good reason?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like as long as you can clear that hurdle, then okay, at worst. He was a little over eager and probably could have reduced his speed and you know avoided the accident. Right. Or at best, no, it was a call that necessitated that kind of response, and you know it, it was un- a horribly unfortunate accident. Right. That you know if you have a bomb threat at the school, he you know boned someone in front of. Um, if you had a bomb threat. Mm-hmm. And he is speeding across town, right? In response to it, at eighty-six miles per hour, and this poor, unfortunate seventy-some-year-old pulls out in front of him, and he t-bones him because the rate of speed he's going—it's literally—he pulled out in front of him, right? Um, he didn't have time to stop. Um, then in that situation, like it's a horribly unfortunate accident, but there was a bomb threat at the school, right? You know what I mean? Like that kind of scenario. Like right. I could see them going, okay, this, you know, mm-hmm. it's a horrible accident. We hate that it happened. The reason he was speeding was reasonable. right? So that's how you end up with an officer still on the road after using a county, you know, as city, county, state, whatever vehicle. Right. And causing a death right um is it usually is you know were they responding to a call was the call you know within that realm of urgency right. you know if the call is for jaywalking no you don't have to speed to get to that call right you know loitering public nuisance whatever but if you're talking about you know a domestic violence situation a bomb threat uh you know something that has potential to turn really bad homicidally bad quickly right um that's a reasonable situation for that officer to be in right um and to be driving the way they are so yeah all righty all righty
2: now this is for probably our final segment of the show (laughs) at least from our audience and of course we want you guys to take in even if you're on the refresh comment below take it away
1: Alrighty, sorry, I still had to pull it up. (laughs) Alrighty, am I the asshole for making my boyfriend feel uncomfortable after he insisted on joining us on Girls' Night In? My boyfriend, Mel, 27, started asking to join me in my Girls' Night In. Every time I tried to say no, he would be like, I have to join or you'll have to cancel. It made me and the girls miserable having to sit there with him in the middle. This past Friday, he insisted to join us again. I had enough. I came up with an idea to get him to hate hanging out with us, made a plan, and told the girls what we were going to do, and they were down for it. The girls came, and my boyfriend immediately sat with us and started ruining our conversations by steering them towards him or his work, his achievement, So here's what I did. I started bringing up gross, embarrassing subjects, and the girls were eating them up by talking about them in details. Subjects like sex, periods, his most sensitive spot, cramp diarrhea, hairy legs, fart getting trapped in the uh, uh, vulva and coming out the front, squeezing shit out of our faces, um, dirty underwear, and again, cramp diarrhea. We talked about this stuff in boring details, like I could feel his discomfort without even looking at him. But God, when I turned to see why he got quiet suddenly, he was getting red in the face and had sweat all over his forehead. I bet he found himself unable to relate to the, uh, these subjects, thus couldn't take part in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He got up from the couch ready to head out. I looked at him and asked where he was going, and he was like, I just uh, I just remembered that I have an important meeting with a guy in about 10 minutes, and uh, I have to go now. He rushed out, telling us to have fun. The girls and I started laughing hysterically. He came home and berated me, saying I made him feel uncomfortable, sick with the horrible subjects I kept bringing up. I said, what are you talking about? This is the typical stuff girls talk about all the time. But he insisted I made him upset and caused him to leave. He declined to speak to me and has been quiet since then. Am I the asshole? Update. No, wait for that. Oh, no. Wait for that? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's your thoughts? (laughs) I love it. Um, One, no. Sorry, I don't know what is causing him to want to be part of these girls' nights,
3: mm-hmm.
1: other than being a controlling significant other. Like I we don't have enough detail, but I figure that's about where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, you're you're trying to involve yourself in a completely normal, typical thing. Right. Um that that you know, people want to hang out with not you. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they want to get away from their spouses, their, you know, whomevers, and you know, have some time amongst themselves to be themselves mm-hmm. and out you. Um, again, perfectly normal, totally acceptable, completely, absolutely fine. Um, but you can't handle that. So you're forcing your way into it with an ultimatum.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think where she fucked up originally was she allowed it. Right. Like, you know, no, it's my girl's night. You're not a part of this. Like right. you can check your insecurity at the door or you can take your bag with you. Right. Um, You know, you're done. Right. Um, but having already allowed it even once, mm-hmm. he kind of walked his way through that one. And then he pretty much ruined it. Right. Like you know, even if you're like if you're getting invited into that, it really isn't all about you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's girls' night. You kind of roll with the girls' night, right? You know, it'll be okay too. Um, I the fact it was that easy, right? Like again, I have to jump back to the insecurities, right. Like, apparently, he's of the mindset that, you know, like, we don't talk about menstruation. We don't talk about, like, girl poop. Girls don't poop. You uh-huh. know? Like, you just... Nah, um, I'm sorry. That's, like, total... Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Um, you know? I'm sorry. I have friends that can clog toilets. <laughs> um, But, you know, that's just... You know, maybe your mileage varies. um, But, no. Like... Well, you what know, in this like?
2: situation, I always look at situations like these through our eyes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? Witches hang out. We talk all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Normally, I'm the only guy in the room. Once in a while, there's another male witch, but not that often.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Psychics talk. We hang out all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You get sometimes drink along, and now you've created your own little band.
1: The husband brigade. Well, the band was was created just because it existed. Yeah, (laughs) like I wasn't the only husband drug along. See, look over there. Right. What I don't Um, understand is while this boy
2: isn't grabbing the other girls as boys and saying the girls are staying in tonight. We
1: know where they're at. Let's get the hell out of here. They can't come. make Make your own fucking friends. One of the two. Make your own fucking friends. Go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Do something. Right. Find a hobby. Right. Like, something. Mm-hmm. You can do that once a week and give her this time. Or, more importantly, not force your way along with it. Right. Like, because I don't know if this is, like, the only reasonable, and right. it's still not, but the only reasonable way I could see the situation, if, like, she's hosting all of these... Mhm, And it would be that every single time he's going right. to get thrown out of the house. Right. Um, I, I can, I'm not say see his point as much as I could see his frustration. Right. At like, again, you know right. what I mean? Like typically I would think this would be something you would kind of right. shuffle. You know what I mean? Like make it like a women's circle. You, you know, Trade-up houses. Right. But if you are constantly throwing him out for these, um, I, again, I can see the frustration mm-hmm. that, like, shit, I get thrown out of my house, like, once a week. Right. Um, But then it'd be kind of, like, I'm sorry, I don't usually use this phrase, but man the fuck up. Right. Like, and it's not even about gender, it's just, like, human the fuck up. Right. Like you're you're a grown adult, right? You you can get lost for a few hours, right? Like you you should be more than capable of this, right? Like you know, go right. harass your mama, right? <laughs> like something, mm-hmm. like you know the you can find somewhere else to be, right? Um, and, and it's not that big of a request, right? Like the you know. But to force yourself into it as a response, like I could see him being annoyed. Right. And being like, "Eh, again, like, does it always have to be here? Right. I could support that argument. Right. I could support that argument. But to force yourself in, that's where you fucked up. Right. No, 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 no. That's not the response. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can be annoyed that it's always at your house, that it's always you who's the one getting kicked out, and try to discuss that and be like, can y'all trade off? You know, like, come on. Right. Like, that's not cool. Um, The only other thing would be if it's not a a unilateral situation. Mm -hmm. As in, if he wants to go for a guy's night and she's like, no, I don't think so. Right, um. Then I could again have some respect for his argument, but then still, Mm -hmm. like, then I would have to wonder who played who. Well, again, I have zero respect for his argument
2: at all, because point blank, I can think of things to go do for an evening.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I can go see Batman. I can go eat at the restaurants I enjoy eating at. I can go to a bar. Once I don't drink, I can go to a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming they live in a bigger city. There are probably tons of shit he wants to go to, like hang out at Harbor Freight and debate the, the difference between a hinge nail and a hook nail.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, like, you're a grown adult. You can find things to do. Now, but my argument was totally based on if he wanted to argue... Mm-hmm. That like it's always our house. I'm right. the only one of these, you know, husband, spouses, whatever, getting kicked out. Right. It's always me. They don't, right. you know, want to hang out with me, um, or we're not there. Right. Um, like I don't like them, whatever. Um, you know, I like I could get the frustration and being like, does it always have to be our house? Like, do right. we have to be girls night central? Right, like, can you take it on the road? <laughs> like, let me have the house for a couple hours. I won't destroy it. I promise. Right. You know that so. I could understand.
2: Right. So, what's your rule? Is she the asshole for making the husband uncomfortable? Um,
1: no, she is so not the asshole. Like, I agree,
2: I not the asshole. He's a baby.
1: Yeah.
2: He is the asshole. However, we do have an update to share.
1: Okay. So, update. Y'all, wow, just got home and left this post at 70-ish comments, and here I am looking at hundreds of comments, but only read a bunch, you guys. Thank you so much for your feedback and lightning advice. Just to add context, this is his apartment. He tells me who is and isn't allowed to come, and I thought this was fine, since it's his place. Though I help with the bills, but he makes so much more as the head of security in his company, so that's that. I just can't believe how dense and blind I've been to his negative ways. He's still giving me the silent treatment, and I've decided it's just a lot to take, and so I'm temporarily moving in with one of the girls and will now be definitely reconsidering a few things. Just wanted to keep you guys updated since many of you got engaged in this post. Thank you so much for those DMing me their concerns. Appreciate your time and concerns. Many hugs uh, go out to you guys. I really appreciate y'all. Right. Okay. With the update that it is his apartment. Mm -hmm. I do think that can sometimes be an ugly situation to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is a like the big takeaway from that one edition, uh-huh, Don't move into someone's place with them if you can avoid it. And here's why I say that um, is because there is on both sides
3: mm-hmm.
1: the kind of natural acceptance mm-hmm. that it's their place, not yours that they have control of the place, not you, that you need permission from them regarding their home. If you really listen to that, well, but there is a natural inclination to do that. Like Uh it got established as his apartment. Mm -hmm. It remained his apartment. That's still, regardless of how long they've been together, what they're saying, what she's saying, right? It's his place. She got stuck in that. That this was his place, you know, his house, his rules. Right. Which seems to also be where he got stuck at. Right. His place, his rules. Right. But that wasn't like, that's not a tenable situation for anyone. Right. Like, so unless you can immediately go in and both of you can agree, this is no longer his place. Or her place, Mm -hmm. it's your place, two people, plural, right, or however many people are involved until you can get there. Right. Or if you can't, you will need to have a different place. Right. So that it be either becomes you each have your own place, Mm -hmm. which is a perfectly acceptable relationship arrangement. Many people do it or you have to go together and find your own plural place right so that you don't have either one of you mm-hmm. with the his place, her place distinction right
2: Well and you know I think that's a very interesting point but at the same time I think it's bullshit that it's his place. It's not being his place and her makeup went on to the sink and you know her clothes went in the closet and she began receiving mail at the address
1: and more important and on top of all that started paying at least a portion of the bills Mm -hmm. even if it's not all of them right not that that's a requirement but if you really want your backbone Mm -hmm. by god if you pay a utility you live there it's your place exactly Like that's mm -mm, no. Now I can understand. And again, this is also some of the dynamics of relationships that when you don't pay utilities, right, it's also easier to get stuck in the his place isn't mine, her place isn't mine, right. Like sometimes that is a distinction, right. Um, that gets stuck in people's heads because just because you live there.
3: Mm
1: you you still don't cross that threshold because, right. well, he pays all the bills. Well, he does this, and it's his name on the lease, and it's blah, blah, blah. No, if you live there, it's your place. Exactly. And if you're not comfortable in your place, your own home, there's your big red flag for your relationship. If you still have to think in terms of his place, her place, mm-hmm. to make it all make sense. Mm-hmm there's a problem right there's a lot of problems with that
2: statement in general now how we've mm-hmm. handled it is we have a place it is
1: our place mm-hmm unfortunately I don't own floors in our place uh, <laughs> I'm teasing I'm teasing I'm teasing okay <laughs> but his floors are amazing <laughs> <laughs> And I have no control over them whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, I have to give you grief on that. That was the only caveat he had to anything ever. Right. Like I could, as long as I didn't harm the floors, I could knock the whole house down. As long as I don't touch the floors. And I tell could, them I mean, why. I can, well, because it is a large part of the value of the house because you had it appraised and that was what the appraiser said. <laughs> right. So protect the floors at all costs. Like the you can gut the rest of the house. Right. Like you can take it down to studs and you can blow air. Right. Like you can throw a football through it. As long as the football doesn't hit the floors. <laughs> and specifically which floors? The hardwood floors. Yes. Yes. But no, and I get that. So that's my running joke on it is, I have a home. I do not have floors. (laughs) I have a roof over my head and four walls. I do not, however, have anything under my feet.
2: (laughs) Well, no, you've got the bathroom floor, the kitchen floor, the pantry floor, the the office floor. You can do any damn thing you want to. Do not bother the hardwood in the living room dining room or bedrooms yes <laughs> oh and you have a part of a hallway that you can decide. To with. <laughs> yes absolutely and you can paint oh. the walls whatever youtube color you want to paint them <laughs> for the next two years
1: for the next two years oh uh, except i can't use paint so there's my problem did um. that stop you well, not then said i'll well, stop you now but you were more encouraged then you, you like you, like i was a fly you were a spider you were trying to get me in your parlor like side note to anyone that is when you have the most control in your relationship let me tell you now like when, when he when he when be doing the you know come into my parlor said the spider to the fly um, I, you gave can ask a on that.
2: I gave you a choice <laughs> on that. I said, we can, you can either move into my house or I will buy the, or I will go to the bank, put my house up and buy the house you're in. And what oh, was I your know. answer?
1: Was no, I'd rather take the house that is already paid for and not have a mortgage than to keep the house that would then have a mortgage and also need a number of repairs in this pretty near future
3: mm-hmm.
1: that would probably coupled with a mortgage be a little more than we could handle mm-hmm. that was my whole comment sorry and the you... comment was no we'll move to okio mm. well no that was the final discussion on it but the whole discussion just so we're right. clear it wasn't like i was being weird like there was a whole thought process is that financially we would be doing better to have a paid off house Mm -hmm. and then be able to put any money we would have been using towards a mortgage towards upgrades, repairs, and fixes Mm -hmm. than to have a house that wasn't that much newer that did have known issues. Mm -hmm. And effectively, yeah, we're going to delay a little, Mm -hmm. but in a few years, it's going to kind of catch up. Right. That and we would have a mortgage, yeah. And it's like, eh, yeah, 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 that was a, that, yeah.
2: yeah. But no, there was discussion over that. There was no, no. coming to my parlor. Oh, don't worry about anything. It was like, no, you make the decision. We can either redecorate this house and you move in, and you get five years on the paint colors.
1: Well, but see, you are way more agreeable to paint colors, though. I was like, whatever. I, was I don't care what color you paint it. I don't care. I no, you can paint any color you want. I don't, you put the paint on the walls, even didn't say a word. By God, I moved in. The first thing I, I heard was I am living in a YouTube studio with a black and white bathroom. I told you <laughs> right up front. <laughs> And yes,
2: I did object to two colors. <laughs> Which ones? The original bathroom color and the original kitchen color. Because there is a one rule in my house in the house painting.
1: Okay. I do not live in a sanitarium. Yeah, he couldn't tolerate white. I grew up like my, like, I grew up with the sanitary hospital, Arctic white bathroom and kitchen in Mm -hmm. gloss, Mm -hmm. applied with a trowel. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, That's what mom did, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, for both rooms. And her whole theory, Mm -hmm. her whole theory is those are both messy rooms Mm -hmm. you will be scrubbing stuff off of walls you won't even know how it got there right and you want it to be as easy as possible Mm -hmm. and you want to be able to see where it is clean and where it is isn't. so you can just get it all just go ahead get it all
2: Mm -hmm. my i only have two regrets on painting the house okay number one is I wish we had painted the ceilings a different color.
1: I wish we had be, found better paint for the ceilings. I, I do hate the paint that we got for the ceilings. That was crap. Right. I hate the
2: white we put on there. Next color will probably be sky blue. It'll make you feel better. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. And regret number two. And regret number two is the kitchen. I really think we should have put
1: a backsplash in there. Oh, okay. Well, granted, that was part of a longer term plan. Yeah. Like we we were doing the kitchen temporarily, and the longer term plan is we are gutting the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and redoing it.
2: Yeah. And so I
1: think that's why we skipped like doing any upgrades. It was like just throw some fucking paint on it.
2: Right, which, you know, we're going to do some stuff here, and we'll probably YouTube it just for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. To make the kitchen a little bit more sustainable for my life. Mm -hmm. Probably within the next month and a half.
1: Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Okay, I'm getting it now. It took me a second. I was like, what? We're putting the
2: pot rack in. Yeah. We're putting in another four by four. Mm -hmm. Or another six by six. Yeah. Um, Keep storage. And I'm going to put something as a... I'm going to do... I'm going to pull a dad trick.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. You're going to take inspiration from the man that has driven nails through our wall and into the neighbor's house? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And I'm
2: putting in a backsplash-ish type of contact paper
1: okay no no i'm cool with that yeah i I was just i i had to (laughs) i had to go there (laughs) Uh (laughs) what it's required like the nails we have pulled out of these walls i gotta get some traction off of that oh no honey those aren't the nails i'm worried about i'm worried about the nails we
2: can't get out of the wall (sighs) fair because there's two in your in your in our bedroom. I must said his bedroom because when we're in general conversation, <laughs> we have to break up the bedrooms by his and his.
1: Yeah, true. Um, you know, but no, like, yeah. Uh, no, I've given up on the nails coming out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm afraid a power pole will fall
2: over um i don't know a a hammer will not pull them out or and they won't go any farther forward so that tells me they're hitting the outside wall yeah and they're in the outside wall so they're going to have to get the i'm gonna have to get the lovely whatever it does this thing and take them down
1: oh uh saw the heads off
2: yeah yeah well saw the heads and about that much off of them (laughs) fair yeah
1: oh yeah no
2: oh well guys we hope you've enjoyed this episode i'll try to remember this episode um we will be back on
1: tuesday unless i pull another stunt yeah we hope so (laughs) um but no it's been a fun night even if it hasn't been the perfect night um we hope you guys have had a wonderful april fool's day with none of the annoying tricks and jokes we tried to be fun and funny um without being harmful like no bears were harmed during this uh uh making of uh mountain bears Mm -hmm. um i don't think i don't know i'll find out after the show i get show notes like i I may I, i i may find out differently but anyway we would love to thank beverly walker mika g kathy mary winfield brenda bryant ashley giz Shannon C, Shannon D, the ever-wonderful Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, and Dottie the Psychic for their support. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become one of our baristas by becoming one of our wonderful Patreon sponsors, please visit pcspnetwork.com. Yes.
2: And come back and see us next Tuesday at 9.30. Now, remember to do the youtube things and the Facebooky things. Make sure to give us a reaction. Make sure to give us a like. Make sure to, you're subscribed to this channel. And if you're a rewatch crew, make sure to leave us a comment in the bottom about what you think about Are You an Asshole? And any other topics. We want to hear from you. All right, guys. You guys have a magical weekend. And we'll see you later.
3: Bye.
0: Let's work. Yo, it's go time, shell time, never back down downtown. One side yo, make it count yo, crunch time, shell time, make this moment my time. Get a grip yo, ready set, go. We bring the thunder! Bring the thunder! Let's work the thunder, boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Bring the thunder. Boom, boom, boom. Let's work. Boom, boom, boom. Bring the thunder. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Yeah, it's my time, yo time. Step into the spotlight. Get lit, yo. Let yourself go. High time, high time. Gotta go big time. This is it, yo. Never take no fight time. Grind time. Take it to the street time. Turn the roof off. Get loco, Game time, win time. We gon' No regrets now, let it all go We, we dream the fun, fun